Welcome to Today on Broadway for Friday, September 1st, 2017. I'm Broadway World's Matt Tiamanini. September 1st? <laughs> Wake me up when September ends. I'm the first one to make that joke. Won't be the last. Oh, tell me on a Sunday. Uh. Uh, <laughs> and I am Broadway star's James Marino. September 1st? It oh, is September man. 1st. I missed, I missed the whole summer. Yeah, get your pumpkin spice lattes ready. They're coming. <laughs> it's chilly out there. <laughs> what were you going to say? I interrupted you. Uh, no, I was just going to say, you know, it's it's the fall already. I, I had a, a an up and down roller coaster night last night watching the Ohio State Buckeyes finally look like a good team. First half, not so much. Second half, much, much better. So it's fall for me. I, you know, it's still 90 something degrees here in Orlando, but it's fall officially on the calendar. Not not officially, mind you, but uh, more you or less. Pro- you probably can hear the birds chirping in the background as much as normal because I had to close my windows because it's actually chilly here in New York. <laughs> Hard knock life. All right. So first up, uh, Samantha Massell to lead reworked rags at Goodspeed. Yeah, yesterday the Goodspeed Opera House announced to the cast for their upcoming production of the musical Rags. The show's original creators Charles Strauss and Stephen Schwartz have teamed up with David Thompson, who has adapted Joseph Stein's book to rework the piece. Leading the company will be Fiddler on the Roof alum Samantha Massell as Rebecca Hershkowitz. Christian Michael Camperin will play her son David. Sean McLaughlin will play Sal Russo. Mitch Greenberg plays Jack Bloomberg and more. We will have the full cast listing in the show notes at broadwayradio.com. If you're unfamiliar with this very short-lived Broadway show, uh, the press notes describe it as fresh from Ellis Island, a young mother and her son search for a new life and a sense of home as the 20th century beckons. The streets of Manhattan's Lower East Side may not be paved with gold, but they echo with the music of opportunity, optimism, and hope. James, as I'm sure you are quite aware, um, the original Broadway production of Rags played the Mark Hellinger Theater, now the Times Square Church, for a total of 22 performances, closing just two days after opening night. Ouch. It will get a longer run at good speed. It'll run from October 6th through December 10th of this year. And of course, that's in East Haddam, Connecticut. James, despite that short run on Broadway, it's got a really good score. And I hear songs from it, uh, you know, fairly regularly on Sirius XM. So I'm excited to hear how they've reworked this story, especially considering our current political debate around immigration. So Rags has got like this cult following. Um and probably probably deserved a much longer run, uh, and so I'm excited to to see that Goodspeed is doing this. I hope that I'll get up to East Haddam to uh, go see this, um, and uh, we'll. I'm sure that Michael and Peter will yeah, report on it this week on Broadway. They'll definitely go up and see that, and so we'll talk about this. It it's in, it is an interesting reflection of uh, today's times. And so I wonder if uh, there'll be any twists on that and um, any dramatic reworkings. But, you know, the Goodspeed Opera House, the stage is not quite that big. And I think that they've lost a few characters uh, for this production. I'm, I think mm-hmm. that I read that they're da- they're down smaller, a smaller cast. Yeah. So let's see what happens here. Next up, Stephanie J. Block, Matt's friend of the pod, joins the <laughs> Brigadoon concert. 
Yeah, I didn't write that into the uh, script just because I was like, okay, we get it already. I've mentioned her. But anyway, yes, last <laughs> night on the New York City Center social media, the news broke that the great Tony-nominated star Stephanie J. Block had joined the company of the upcoming gala production of Lerner and Lowe's Brigadoon. The City Center gala performance will be on November 15th and runs an additional six performances that will be held the 16th through the 19th. They haven't officially said what part she will be playing, but it's expected that she will be Meg Brocky. She joins a cast of the previously announced production that will be led by Patrick Wilson as Tommy Albright, Robert Fairchild as Harry Beaton, Kelly O'Hara as Fiona McLaren, and Asif Madvi as Jeff Douglas. James, this is turning into one of the um, highlights of the fall season, and you know, we've seen a lot of these concert productions over the last few years turn into fully staged productions. Not all of them. There's been a few of them that have just been like this, but I mean, I'm thinking of of things, you know, obviously like Sunday in the Park with George. Lots of, you know, big Broadway people in there. Some obviously a huge Hollywood star as well. And we ended up seeing it on Broadway. I don't know that this one will um, because these people all generally work a lot. And, you know, we already kind of know maybe where, um, you know, Kelly O'Hara is going, maybe where Stephanie J. Black's going with rumors about those two. But I'm a I'm a sucker for a learner and low show, so I'm I'm hoping that this does well, and maybe we have an opportunity to see it again down the line. So that's uh, the City Center Gala tickets are very expensive, so they are a thousand dollars a seat or something like along those lines, uh, and I think that um, they are pulling out all the stops. They're making all the phone calls and getting everybody in here to to. Mm-hmm. You know, at one point or another, you just say, oh, my God, I, I just have to lay down this thousand dollars and go see the show. Yeah, I don't know. I just have to lay down this thousand dollars is never something that I've ever said in my entire life. Oh, you know, if uh, if the if the Ohio State University were playing that school up north and that school up north's uh, first four starting quarterback quarterbacks got hurt and there was a thousand dollar tickets to it, I think in the Rose Bowl, I think you might go to oh, They'll never play me in the Rose Bowl. That's intersectionally That's yeah. not how it works. But anyway, all right, moving <laughs> Sport ball. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Tickets now on sale for the 2018 Lyrics and Lyricists season. Oh, I have a twist on this. Go. Oh, good. Well, yeah, we've talked about before that um, producer Ted Chapin is now leading the 92nd Street Wise Lyrics and Lyricists program. And yesterday, tickets went on sale for their season that will start in January of 2018. Tickets start at $65, and you can get them at 92y.org slash lyrics. That season is incredible. It includes Jonathan Groff, Rob Fisher, and Amanda Green, Lynn Aarons, David Loud, Jason Daniel Lee, and Noah Racy. And they are going to be working on the songs of Leonard Bernstein, uh, Frank Lesser, Irving Berlin, Bobby Darren, and obviously... Lynn Aarons is going to do her own stuff because she's Lynn Aarons and she can do whatever she wants. <laughs> um, the season starts with Jonathan Groff singing the songs of Bobby Darren. That'll be on January 20th, 21st, and 22nd. And then it will have uh, Lenny's Lyricists, which will be um, focusing on Leonard Bernstein. And it'll be 
you know, one of the people doing it is Amanda Green, who is the daughter of the late great Adolph Green, who wrote with Betty Comden and worked a lot um, with uh, Leonard Bernstein. We also have um, an Irving Berlin concert in March. Then Lynn Ahrens um, will be there in May. And Jason Danieli is actually the director of that one. Then we've got the Frank Lesser stuff in June. So just a fantastic season. And obviously Ted Chapin, the president and chief creative officer of the Rogers and Hammerstein organization, he knows these classic songs. He I, one of the smartest, most insightful people about the history of musical theater that I've ever spoken to. Um, so really, really excited to see his spin on this, you know, beloved tradition uh, in New York City. So uh, get your tickets now. Again, 92y.org slash lyrics. So um, after this November, couldn't we include Bruce Springsteen in the lyrics and lyricist season next year? I I don't know. I Ted strikes me not so much as a old time rock and roll kind of guy, but maybe who knows? <laughs> I certainly think it would be a boon for the ninety second Street Y because I have never seen so many Broadway insiders complain that they can't get Bruce Springsteen tickets. <laughs> uh, now now they know how the uh, rest of us uh, feel, how yeah. the plebeians <laughs> in the world feel. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm coming to New York, although I did, uh, you know, I, I did have a very nice uh, friend hook me up with some tickets. I won't throw out names just so this person doesn't get bombarded, but did get a couple tickets to a, a, a good show uh, through a through a friend who works in the press world. So thank you. I'll, I'll be thanking this person more directly, but I don't want him or yeah. her to be inundated with requests. I understand that. All right. Uh, next up, Broadway Cares makes a donation to the Hurricane Harvey Relief Fund. Yeah, James. Broadway Cares Equity Fights AIDS announced yesterday that it is awarding $155,000 in emergency grants to provide immediate on-the-ground assistance to those battling the ravages of Hurricane Harvey. Donated on behalf of the Broadway community and all Broadway Cares supporters, the grants are going to 17 social service organizations based in Houston and across Texas and the Gulf Coast. Also receiving a grant is the Actors Fund to support its emergency support efforts for hard-hit members of the entertainment industry. In Texas and Louisiana, the six or there are six Houston organizations receiving emergency grants that are already part of Broadway Cares's national grants program. The AIDS Foundation of Houston, Covenant House, Texas, and Legacy Community Health will each receive an additional ten thousand dollar grant. And then three organizations will receive $5,000. Emergency grants will also be provided to nine food banks across Texas that are providing help in areas directly affected by the storm and in places where those displaced have relocated. The Actors Fund will receive $50,000 to provide emergency financial assistance and resources for those who work in the performing arts and entertainment industries in the areas affected by Hurricane Harvey. James, we haven't talked a ton about this because I, you know, I, I, I feel, and I feel bad about that, but one of the reasons is a lot of the stuff that we've heard is how has this affected arts organizations? How can you contribute to theaters that have been impacted? And while I think those are completely worthwhile causes, I, it didn't strike me as this was the time to talk about the theaters as there were people literally starving and dying and losing everything. So um, I'm very glad that that Broadway Cares has stepped in um, on behalf of the theatrical community. And I know tons of theater people have been doing things on their own and, and trying to encourage others to do that on social media. But um, they've come out and, and really made an effort to help those that are in the direst of needs uh, from this un, you know, unthinkable, uh, terrible tragedy. Uh, if you can step back for a second and think about conceptually how much water has fallen in Texas 
I heard this yesterday was that if you took all the water and placed it in the District of Columbia in Washington, D.C., it would be as high as the Empire State Building, which is 1,250 feet. Oh, I had not heard that. That's how much water has fallen in Texas and how deep everything is. So if you do have the uh, the wherewithal and the ability to make a donation to, to help somebody out in Texas, please uh, please check that out. It, it's, it's astounding how much water that is. And I, I hadn't realized that uh, uh, Houston um, is actually uh, – was built on a marshland. It, it was actually water – it, it was uh it was basically yeah. underwater uh, just like uh in new orleans and uh and it was built by two brothers from new york as a boon town uh, it was very interesting new york times um up first uh podcast from uh what was it thursday morning or or wednesday morning had a history of flooding in texas this this just happens nearly every year but obviously not yeah. to this extent all right so uh, next up, holler if you hear me. Gets a new life in Atlanta. Yeah, yeah James, I I was going to make a holler joke, but I didn't feel it was right on the mm-hmm. uh, uh, heels of that. But yes, um, coming up, I guess na- now this month at the uh, True Colors Theater Company in Atlanta, they will be restaging the uh, you know the not super well received Broadway rap musical Holler if you hear me that uses the music and poetry of the late uh, Tupac Shakur uh, to tell a completely original story about life in New York City that original Broadway production which ran for just 17 previews and 38 real performances on Broadway was directed by Kenny Leon. Kenny, Kenny Leon also happens to be the co-founder of the True Colors Theater Company. Um, it's one of the best theater companies in the Southeast. I saw uh, one of the best theatrical experiences I've ever had was seeing a production of, of Katori Hall's The Mountaintop um, from True Colors, directed by Jasmine Guy, um, who was on the TV show A Different World. And she's actually a tremendous actress and director, um, especially in the Atlanta theater community. But anyway, um, Kenny Leon will be directing the show again, as he did for Broadway. And the New York Times article came out yesterday kind of talking about, one, what they're doing with it in Atlanta, and then what went wrong on Broadway. Obviously, uh, Holler If You Hear Me is a rap musical that opened on Broadway a year before Hamilton did. And and Kenny Leon says that, um, you know, or actually Eric Gold, who's the lead producer uh, of the show, said that it was just a one moment too soon um, to open on Broadway. Kenny Leon goes on to say that um, – not opening in Atlanta first as a as a out of town trout before going to New York is one of the biggest regrets of his professional life. Um, I I said this at the time I, I because I love Kenny Leon and what he does and I love the idea of pushing the envelope with rap on Broadway. Obviously this was pre Hamilton. Um, I really wish they had gotten this one right. Um, it, it had a great cast. Chris Jackson who went on to be in Hamilton. Um, um, the great Tanya Pinkins was in it as well. And you know I, I'm excited to see if they can get this right. There you know nowadays with the the cost of running a Broadway show, especially a musical, being so high, you really have one shot. You don't have a lot of flexibility on Broadway to kind of tweak as it goes. If it's not ready, you can't make major overhauls on Broadway like maybe you've been able to do in generations past. To be able to see them have an opportunity to kind of get things right after they didn't do so well the first time, 
I, I'm really optimistic they can do this, and I have full faith in the artists that work with True Colors uh, because they are really a, an exemplary regional theater company that does tremendous work. I saw Holler on Broadway, and there's a lot of good things that were in it. Uh, certainly, it had m- major flaws in it, and I hadn't I – I don't really remember, but I maybe I didn't know that they didn't do an out-of-town tryout. I thought that they – no, Maybe they, just, they had just done a lot of workshops or something like that. And I'm really excited that they're going to take another shot at this. I think that Tupac can go back and rewrite some of these lyrics, and we're all set. Well, he he does live on a secret island with, with Biggie. Uh, with Biggie Smalls. Yeah. Tupac's yeah. not dead. No. Tupac. Holler if you hear me. Holler if you hear me. All right. Uh, so, Matt, what are we doing Monday? I have no idea. We haven't talked about this yet. We'll figure something out. All right. So why don't you get us out of here? All right. Yeah, I think there might be some breaking news today on Friday. So uh, maybe we'll have to do something on Monday. Uh, Anyway, all right. If the the news is so breaking and and is so overwhelming, maybe we'll we'll do a drop-in or something like that, depending on how early in the day this breaks. Yeah, maybe there'll be a variety of news as well. Anyway, thanks for listening to Stay On Broadway. Follow us on Facebook and Twitter at Broadway Radio. You can find me on Twitter at Matt and subscribe to Something Like a Pop on iTunes, Stitcher, or Google Play. Have a great uh, Labor Day weekend, everybody. And my name is James Marino from uh, BroadwayRadio.com and BroadwayStars.com. Just uh, say hello, Dolly, to me on the road, and I will talk to you on Sunday on This Week on Broadway with uh, Peter Felicia and Genetessa Fox. And we might be talking to somebody named The Bullet. We'll talk to you on Sunday. Mm-hmm.